Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. I suspect that it will come as no surprise to those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, but it seems to me that the older I get, the more surprised and aware I am of just how much of my own understanding of life and faith is rooted in all the seemingly small moments that were part and parcel of my life growing up in Maine. Not that a theological education and nearly four decades now spent in the vocation of pastoral ministry hasn't been at least a little helpful in that regard. And moreover, I really do trust that my own spiritual growth hasn't reached a place of arrested development, at least not yet. It's just that in a great many matters as regards faith, it's been the early lessons that continue to inform the newer insights. And yes, as I've shared with you over the past couple of years a number of times, a lot of those moments involve days spent with my father hunting in the northern Maine woods. I remember it well, especially when I was very young. We would walk together among acres of ridges and streams, black growth knolls and through what we used to refer to as the puckerbrush. That is, the kind of dense undergrowth you'd regularly find when you'd find yourself off, way off the beaten path. As I recall, it sometimes made for some difficult travel. And it often seemed to me that we had been walking for miles. In truth, however, we weren't always walking. In fact, sooner or later, we'd come across a fallen tree somewhere along the way. And brushing the snow off the moss, my father and I would sit down together, and we would, as he said, watch for signs, sometimes for an hour or more at a time. Interestingly enough, even with all that walking, before long, I would get restless having to sit still like that. I wanted to start tramping through the woods again. But Dad would just sit there patiently, constantly scanning the horizon and paying close attention to every little movement and sound. I would eventually come to understand that this was my father's favorite part of hunting. And in time, I also came to realize just how very important watching for signs could be. As inevitably the snow began to fall on those cold, late November mornings, the forest would seem silent and still. It had a way of lulling you into a sense of easy, if chilly, complacency. In reality, however, there was all sorts of activity going on around you. The quiet rustle of a few remaining leaves in the wind. The snap of a branch the chattering of squirrels and field mice upset that you were invading their turf, and perhaps there would even be the flit of a white tail in the distance. So as beautiful and as relaxing as those woods could be, and were, if you weren't constantly alert to what was going on around you, you could easily miss something very important. Well, each year as we enter the season of Advent, I'm reminded of those hours I spent waiting and watching for signs in the woods. This is a time of preparation for celebrating Christ's birth, and moreover, it's a time for actively awaiting Christ's return in glory. 
The very word Advent means coming, and we are called as Christians to be an Advent people, a people waiting and watching for signs of God's coming, his coming into our lives and into the world. Of course, along with Advent comes the world's big run-up to Christmas, and I don't have to tell you how busy things have already become. Even in the church, where we clergy types routinely warn against such things, there's a real risk in becoming so caught up in the flurry of activity that comes in this time of year that we fail to be truly alert for signs of Christ's coming, the ones that do exist in moments of quiet devotion, joyous sharing, and caring outreach. It's a hectic and exciting time for all of us, and as I'm sure you know by now, I really do enjoy this season. But just as I learned sitting all those hours so long ago in that patch of Aroostook County puckerbrush, we cannot allow ourselves to become so focused in getting to December 25th on time that we don't take a few moments along the way to tend to the all-important matter of sitting. We need to purposefully pause to survey the horizon of our lives and the horizon of the world so we can take a glimpse of what's out there. Hundreds of years ago, the season of Advent was considered a winter Lent or a little Lent by the early church, a solemn time of fasting and prayer, penitence and self-denial. Over time, the season has grown more celebratory, focused on a vision of joy that came in the birth of the Christ child and will come in fullness in the kingdom of heaven. And that's wonderful, given that we live in a world that so often provides very little for which to rejoice. That having been said, however, a seriousness about this season is still appropriate. And just as in Lent we are called to deepen our relationship with Jesus Christ, so Advent should be a time to give thanks for what God has done for us so far, while awaiting with great hope and joy for what God has yet to do. My prayer for you in this season of Advent is that you do take the time to watch for signs, signs of Emmanuel's coming, and that as you do, you'll discover your senses coming alive with a new awareness of God's continuing presence and movement in your life. I mean, who knows what you'll see, what you'll experience. I pray that this kind of spiritual awakening will be yours, and that this Christmas you will arrive at the manger of Bethlehem, truly graced with the joy of God's redeeming love in Jesus Christ, our Emmanuel. And that brings us to the close of this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.